If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. It's summer break. We are wrapping it up, but happy summer to you all. We are dropping these episodes once per week to keep us refreshed this summer. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for sticking around all summer long. Hello, Colleen. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, because uh, we're circling back to a topic we had just a few weeks ago about summer reading and summer work packets. And last time through, um, so so go back a few episodes if you didn't hear that one. Colleen and I were sharing our thoughts on these things, but we took this one to social media and we got a lot of interesting responses. And this is a good time to be talking about it because we're wrapping up summer and we have to figure out what to do with what we assigned or what we encouraged families and kids to be doing all summer long. Yep. Oof. So we had a series of responses come back. And as you can imagine, and this was on my own Facebook page, I've been I've been doing that kind of openly um, and getting lots of different responses on it. But I just want to encourage everyone that we also have a Facebook group called the Catholic Teachers Lounge. You can find it and join the group. And we have lots of questions going on in there as well. So um, this was sort of the last of the open responses. And then you guys can join the group and have lots of good conversations among you as Catholic school teachers. So here are a few of the responses. Now, first of all, it was a big hot debate on whether you should assign packets. And what was funny is getting some responses from parents who said, you know, the summer packet gets moved from one spot to another spot in my house all summer long. And no (laughs) one here at my house likes the packet, but I keep moving it in front of them and then it keeps moving again. So I think that's funny because my son's packet is also moving around the kitchen counter um, and the kitchen table and then the kitchen counter and then his bedroom. Like we keep moving it and I don't know if anything's getting done in there, but that's the goal. So I thought that was very relatable um, that that parent teacher shared that one. Do you remember that at all? Do you have packets moving around your house, Colleen? No, see, and it's so funny. Like I'm trying to dig in my brain these summer in my I'm thinking, what is in those summer packets? Because there is a way to make this engaging. There really is. Um, because it can be really easy yeah. to ignore. But I don't, I just don't remember. I remember my kids having summer reading and packets, I just I don't remember as much. So either I've blocked it out. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, well, here's have. here's another one about know. packets, and let's move on to <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me tell you one more idea about packets, and then um, 
and then we can move over to summer reading because another yeah. parent okay. said that if a teacher gives at their house, if a teacher gives a packet, it's mandatory in our house. We calculate how many pages need to be done each day to make it happen. It's easier for me as a parent than to invent the wheel. So she enjoys um, seeing that that packet is going to get done and it doesn't make her have to come up with other educational things to do throughout the summer. So, and, and there's usually a variety. It could be math packet. It could be mm-hmm. writing and language arts. Um, so, yeah. and, and this other parent says, you know, that sets them up for the future that sometimes you just have a project you have to get done. You have the whole summer to do it and you have to pace yourself through to get to the end. So um, that's true. You know, you know that's, that's actually a good, and then, no, that's, that's a good lesson in, in self-pacing and planning and time management. You're right. So whatever the work is itself, there's a skill that's being learned there. Yeah. Another parent uh, joined in to say, you know, her son gets the packet done in two weeks. So it's more about her trying to slow him down and like go outside. And he just wants to get that packet done because he knows he has to do it. So Hmm. you learn a lot about your kids and you see a little bit of this longer uh, deadline in front of them. Mm -hmm. And we're talking mostly this is about elementary work. Um, When we get into summer reading, I have a lot more feedback here about summer reading that stretches into high school. So let's maybe switch over to that. So um, I had an AP uh, lit, so AP literature teacher chime in and say she has two books over the summer. If you want to take AP lit, you got to read these two books. And she thinks that that's good because it sets them up for how much reading, the volume of reading that has to happen at that highest level of English classes in high school, which I thought was, was understandable. If you want to take the AP class, you should be ready to jump in with the high level reading that has to happen. And so I I've that never, cool. yeah, definitely. And I've never seen an AP class, um, trying to think like through all my years, like as a teacher, as a principal, my kids experiences, I've never seen an AP class that didn't have some summer work. And it's like, English you know, what? That's for funny sure. though, in my own, well, that's funny. Cause in my own high school, I assumed that they were doing that. And I ran into the English teacher this week and she said, Nope, they just are supposed to read for fun. I do not give them a list coming in because I don't want to scare them away what? from taking the class. Oh, wow. I know okay, I was shocked by that. it and it's, they yeah, have high yeah. scores. These are high scoring kids. So okay. I, I, there is quite the range, quite the range of what teachers and parents are saying here. Um, yeah. what was cool in this Facebook thread too, is two um, two teacher parents also included a photo of their own kids reading. So in talking about like, we just read in volume. And so there are kids in, in a hammock and kids on the couch with stacks and stacks of books. So that was really fun to see kids diving into stacks of books over the summer. I thought that was fun. I was at the library this week and as sure I remember was walking doing in that with your grapes of wrath. Yeah. I <laughs> right. talked was- about you reading grapes of wrath. So I know. I know. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So I was walking into the library this week and walking out of the library was a mom with five kids, probably all under the age of 10, I would say. And they all had stacks of books and it warmed my heart. So I I love to see that. That's awesome. Um, I got one great idea as a, just a, the first day of summer kind of idea. So you have to hold this for next summer is um, the last day of school. There was a teacher who sh- chimed in to say that um, one of her favorite teachers would take her to the library on the last day of school. Like they had a relationship. Um, it was a f- close family friend. And on the last day of school, she would let me pick out all the books I wanted. And I had a whole handful of books uh, it was just our, what we did on that last day of school and they went to a bookstore, but you could do the same thing for library and that she, as an adult carries on that tradition. Um, uh, that's what she does on the last day of school. She goes straight to the bookstore. 
So I thought that was fun. That is a great tradition for sure. I remember um, my, oh my goodness. Do, do you guys have half price bookstores by you? No, no. Okay. Tell so it's called, it's called half price books and you go and it's books that are in very good condition that you can get because like one of my kids likes to own the book. He likes to have the book. Like we always went to the mm-hmm. library and then mm-hmm. after a while he was like, but I want the book to be mine. So we spent a lot of time at half price books where, you know, he could find several, you know, whatever. And, and then he could buy them and do whatever he wanted with them. But half price bookstores shout out if they exist in your area. I don't know where they are. We have them in Arizona, but they're also in Illinois. So I don't know where they are. I love buying books online um, or at used book sales. And I like buying the used ones because they're cheaper. Well, I made the mistake of doing that with my son and the book came in the mail and he's like, there's writing in this. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he, he made me take it back. So I returned it. I said, I'll buy you two books at this rate. And he said, no, I, I want, I want like the, you know, the crisp, like the new one. I was like, oh boy, mm. this is going to be an expensive kid. So that was funny, but yeah, everyone has their preferences on we've talked about that, like physically holding the book or getting yes. on um yeah, digital reading. So that a whole nother episode on that one. But um so, reading Jill, and volume I, is good for the summer. Mm-hmm. I have I have a question though. So did anybody say what they do when they get the packets back? No, and that's the big kicker here is we have to figure out what we do as teachers then when we get back to school. Because here we are, end of summer. Did kids read a lot? Did they not? You know, when we initially talked about this, we talked about learning loss and how that's a real thing. And if you are going to encourage something, it's because you know that the summer matters and whether it matters for, you know, so people also chimed in and said, this is family time. This is reading time. This is sleep time. This is vacation time. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I totally get it. So if you are to assign something or encourage something, it's because you want kids to continue to learn. We know that our fall score, if our fall academic scores are lower than the spring scores, that's called learning loss. And so um, we're trying to combat that if we are assigning something, that's the whole goal. So um, so then what do we do when we get back to school? And if you're, the average kid might not even know, they might think it's assigned and not even know what the consequence will be if they don't do it. So what are some things you know, Colleen? What works? What doesn't work? Yeah. So one of the things that I saw that did not that I did not think was a good measure of um, a summer reading assignment. This was when I was a high school teacher, and it was uh, the policy of the high school where I worked. That and actually, now that I think about it, there were two different high schools that I worked at that this happened. So the kids would do the summer reading, and they would come back, and the first week of school, they just had to take a test on the book that they read over the summer and that, you know, there were different books. So it was, you know, different tests for different books and the kids would just take the test on the book that they read. And then that was 20% of their first quarter grade. Mm. And that was, that was in two different high schools that I worked in. That was not, can I just say what's scary about that? You haven't Mm. even met the teacher yet. So you don't know the teacher's style. You don't know what they even grade on. You don't know what the format of the test is. You haven't been able to preview what exactly they'd be looking for. So you're going in blind. And if it's, you know, a scan, scantron, multiple choice, whatever it it is, that's, that's a little, that's a little bit scary. So so um, that didn't work. Probably not a best practice. We did talk at a, in a previous episode about having that be like a book night or a family book night. Or yes. a, you're talking about the book together in discussion groups. We, we had some good ideas uh, before. In the um, summer packet world, 
Um, a lot of kids have to turn in those packets, whether they're graded or not, or credit, no credit, or you get one teacher said she gives candy to the kids who bring in their finished packets. So it's just more of encouragement, not necessarily connected to the grades. Um, but it is acknowledgement that they finished. So I think that depends on the grade level. I'm curious what the AP lit teacher might do, if that means Mm -hmm. a test or just an expectation, or you were just this, you're going to be, you're going to be missing in the conversation when we have to start practicing um, how we write about what we read and, and all that. So um, lots of different ways you could go about that. Yeah. It's an opportunity for a very rich discussion as people come in the door and it is a way to get to know the students and the teacher. So opportunity for rich discussion, um, you know, to kind of build knowledge around a particular topic. The last time we talked about this, it was about, um, you know, relating the subject area of the book to, you know, the Jesuit values of the high school that, you know, actually did that project. So, you know, different ways that you can tie that into the the purpose of your, your school as well. But hey, Jill, we're out of time. Absolutely. We're totally out of time. <laughs> totally out of time. Um, so continue to take care of yourself. We are in the final days of summer. Refresh and restore your energy. Keep tuning in for more affirmations and ideas from the Catholic Teachers Lounge. We'll be back three times a week very, very soon. We'll see you.